Hi, and welcome to the Just Riding Along Show. Hello, and welcome to this week's, or, wait, this, uh, <laughs> what this podcast week's is this? episode. I truly do not remember how to do this. I I've done it. truly don't remember how to talk into the computer. Use your words. I, I, I don't know them. I suddenly do not know the words. Um, hello and welcome to this week's episode of Just Riding Along. Tonight's episode. <laughs> what? It's okay. Just keep going. Is that not right? Wait, this is Just Riding Along. Yeah. That's the only, oh my God, I don't even know, like, you know when your brain gets broken and it can't unbreak itself? Look, this is episode 105, not a Shimano road group. Tonight's episode is brought to you by Goldfish in the Wrong Hole. There you go, you did it. I don't even remember, I'm going to have to listen to an old show to retrain my brain. I'm just so stupid right now. Um, it's so like Matt just got struck by lightning. <laughs> I didn't get struck by he lightning. Had a stroke. I didn't have Do a you stroke. Smell toast. I don't smell toast. <laughs> Do you smell toast I'm when you're having those, a stroke? I'm gonna take those flowers I got you and just set them on fire and be like, "Do you smell toast, bitch?" <laughs> I don't know if you smell toast when you're having a stroke because I haven't had a stroke. So moving on past me being that's the, like a joke. I've, I've heard it. Just people joke about it. Francis, I smell toast. Is something burning? I think I'm having a stroke. Keep going. Uh, I I built a new bike this week, but it wasn't for me. So finally, a, an episode where I didn't get a new bike. Uh, one of my buddies got a Cannondale CAD 12, and everyone kind of pitched in and helped him scrape some stuff together. I mean, CAD 12, aren't they on like paid. a 13 or 14? Yeah, but he was riding a 26 rim brake tarmac. Ah. So a Cat 12 disc with Force AXS Gen 1, you know, not the new, new D2 stuff, but like AXS D1 and some alloy wheels is pretty big improvement over what he's got. It's only a pound and a half heavier. Oh, wow. We weighed it, and it was like 1.3 pounds, I think. Wow, that's really surprising. I thought it was going to be way more than that. Nope. So... Yeah, got him all set up. Uh, I did a ride Saturday. Uh, they dropped that stuff off. They live in Durango, but we're heading up to the Leadville Stage Race. So, uh, big shout out to it, it's Beckett. He got third one day, first another day, and I can't remember what place he got on the last day, but he finished third overall in the Leadville Stage Race. So, what are you what are you doing 100? out there? Are you just like hanging out? What do you mean at the Leadville Stage Race? Are you racing bicycles? No, no. They drove from Durango to Leadville, and they swung by here, dropped the stuff off, oh, so I could help with the bike. I together. thought you were doing something involving so he, Leadville. He or did the like a stage. road bike, like he did like a road bikes, I guess, build while they were in while Leadville. they were mountain. Bike so racing. when is yeah. Leadville? It's coming up here in like a week or two, right? Yes, yeah. the twelfth. And I'm going to be at the God. Hope, hope I that's right. Leadvelo. Leadvelo Bicicleta. We're, it's not time for you to talk yet. Let me talk about what I've been Should doing. Should we, as the JRA show, go to Leadville and like sign autographs or something? I don't know. Should we race like a three-up tandem? Oh, my God. I'm surprised they don't have a team version of the race. Like a relay? Sure. They could sell so many more entries. Like It's just another way they could sell a bunch of entries. Yeah, they could do, and like make it, you know, they should do multiple weekends and have different styles of racing. I think that would be. Remember how last week we didn't get to listener questions? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I'm just thinking out loud. This is how the show works. But I'm thinking of two things. Think in loud. So. (laughs) Think in quiet. (laughs) They need to do a relay. And then they need to do what is the style of racing that is the. the Cape Epic, where you have to come, you have to ride with your teammate. It's like a team stage race. Okay, so they could do that style, and then what other styles could they do? Uh, like Australian winch truck racing, they could do a winch truck race, but it's with bikes with winches. Yep, I don't know. Yep. yep. So anyway, they need to. Leadville's already giant. They might as well make it more gianter. All right, Matt, keep going with whatever you were going to talk about. Yeah. So I did. You built a road bike. Can I actually talk now? Yes. Okay. So I did a ride on Saturday morning, and then I put together Beckett's bike on Saturday afternoon, and then I did another ride on Sunday and wrapped up like the finishing bits on his bike Sunday afternoon, and then they picked the bikes up, and that was on Sunday. And no, uh, Friday I did a ride with Parker, 
We rode along the river and drank some beer and then rode back to the car and drove home. It's great. And then I went for a run today after work. And that's what I've been doing. I just just trying to get that out. I couldn't start the show. And then we started talking about winch truck relay racing at Leadville. So that's how it goes. Uh, should we do patrons? Yeah, let's just go way out of order. Because I should have already done that, but I've just totally just fucked everything up. Starting at ten dollars a month, uh, we've got Zach, Tom, Todd, Ty, Tennessee, Zach, Team Jerry, Leadville, twenty four. Scott Stapp is my daddy. SCG Shuko, Sam Pecklin Racing, Sam Ryan, Rusty Shammy, Parker Noah, Nick, my pal Dal, MTB Shenanigans, Leland, Kenny sucks, Ken, Josh, Josh, Jeff, JC, Jar Dix, Jake. In the week before the departure to Ericos, when all the final scurrying had reached a nearly unbearable frenzy, <laughs> I love you guys. Hugh Janus Industries, Green Giant. Gordon, G-Man, Frank, F That Guy, Mark, Ezra, Trilogy, Evan, Dan, Captain Fickle, Cam, Irish One, Billy Singlespeed, Bill, Bo, Baggins, Alec, AJ, Aaron, Esker Cycles at an unknown amount because of Jake stuff, eleven sixty nine a month, I think. Lead Out Sports and Josh giving their kangaroo bucks, Dean giving more kangaroo bucks, and then at $20 a month, we've got Scott, Poop Ranch, Joe, Brady, Anthony, Affordable Trail Solutions, Harley at 31 no, he's 30. 30. Yeah. Troy at 31. I have no idea what Brad's at. I think he's 32. Okay, Brad's at A number, and then six back outdoors at 50. Yeah, we can't see the pledge amounts on this page because Jake made his name a quote of um, for something from Lord of the Rings. So then, uh, also, I didn't cover this in the last show because I couldn't remember, and I said I was going to do a better job, and I may have forgotten, but I'm pretty sure that Kyle from Esker. I saved your postcard that you wrote me with my order and I stapled it to the wall in my shop and I'm 99% sure it says Kyle. I can't remember and I meant to check before we started and I forgot. But thank you for the note. It's in my weirdly nostalgic scraps of paper section of my shop. Yeah, we got some old notes in there. By the way, Scott Stapp is the lead singer of Creed. All right, now back to the regu- regularly scheduled programming. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You want me to go next? My mouth doesn't work. What's that mouth do? It works poorly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care who talks next as long as it's not me. All right, I will go next. I have been, let's see. Oh, yeah, I <laughs> excitement this week on, what day did I ride Silver Creek? Thursday. Thursday. Dun, dun, dun. I went and rode the Silver Creek Loop that Matt and I rode the week before, and I have always wondered how fast I could do the loop. Foreshadowing. It's, it's one of my favorites. She didn't find out this week. <laughs> I actually beat, my, I, I set a PR. That's how fast I was going. I've done it. And then? I've done it at like a spirited pace before, but I like stopped to take photos maybe stopped and talked to someone. I don't know. I'd never just gone fucking all out drool on myself the entire way. And so I did that and I I was like the the long terrible forest road climb. I actually it was not my fastest time up that even though it was probably the most painful time I've ever done up that. Highest perceived effort. Yeah, not the highest fastest perceived time. effort probably. And I think it was my second fastest time. And so uh, I went, did that, did the Colorado Trail. It was wonderful. Saw some other people out there, said hi. You know, I'm, I mean, even if I'm going stupid hard, I'm not an asshole to anyone. You know, I still say hi and I slow down for hikers and generally just don't break rule number one. And got to Silver Creek, fucking just sent it. I felt awesome. Got What wheels were you riding? I was riding my Knox to you Cali wheels on the Mayhem. How'd that go? And I uh, I was feeling awesome. I've got a new RockShox Super Deluxe wow. on the Mayhem. So a, a piggyback shock. Um, I've always said that Spot did that bike dirty by not putting a, you know, by just putting the inline shock on there. It needs a piggyback. You know, if you're going to be doing descents that are longer than five minutes, um, you know, the Fox inline is nice, but it's just not made for big stuff. So long stuff. So I... <laughs> What if it was big and long? Yeah, exactly. Just can't handle it. So <laughs> it gets too hot. Doesn't have enough lube in it? Nope. 
lube the lube gets too hot and just kind of you know boils over doesn't have anywhere to boil over to anyway moving on so i'm just absolutely sending it down the silver creek trail and And i just went through some a rocky section i mean nothing weird happened i didn't try to jump something and then land weird i didn't have like a no shit moment of any sort i just went through some rocks and i heard crack it was at this moment she knew she'd fucked up and i just knew from the noise and it i i kind of felt i felt the rim hit the rock i knew from the noise i was like if my tire goes flat in the next 30 seconds i've got a broken wheel and it went flat i had a pinch flat and it was just one side of the rim had hit the rock and it broke the rim so it wasn't too broken to ride out. I put a tube in it. I put a couple of plugs in there so the tube wouldn't try to get out of the hole. And I put a tube in it and rode it out. But rim rim and, is broke? Yep, rim broke. Done let the sauce in the wind out. Yep, let all the sauce in the wind out. And Knox is pretty fucking awesome. They're still there. You know, last week we said what happened to Knox. Um, they're still there, still doing business. Back then, hoes didn't want me. Now they broke, they all on me. <laughs> and I, I mean, I called them up. I talked to Matt at Knox. Nice guy. And I said, Matt, I, I broke this. I said, I probably should have had more, tire, more air. I was running 25 PSI. I probably should have had more air in the tire. Probably shouldn't have been going that fast on that, t- that wheel on that trail. And I was like, I, I broke it. And they're stated warranty on their website is they will cover rock hits within two years of purchase i told him i said i don't have a proof of purchase i bought this when i worked at the bike shop it's been i don't know how long but definitely more than two years because i haven't worked there since 2020 and he said that's no problem just send me photos of the rim and the serial number and Next day, they sent me an invoice for the shipping on a new rim. So That's pretty cool. Getting myself... Yeah, they just are going to send a new fucking rim out. So, thank you, Knox. Even though their stuff's a little out of date, like we said last week, they are uh, fucking cool for customer service. What? So... I wasn't... I honestly was expecting a crash replacement, and I would have had absolutely no bones about that if they said that's going to be $300. I was like, absolutely, I broke it, you know? Right now, Matt from Knox is like, fuck! Daddy could have had new shoes. <laughs> so, serious question. What are you more interested in trying next? Core XC or more air pressure? Ooh. I don't know. I could probably try the Core XC. I gotta get a new tire first. Do we have any more XR4s hanging around? Gotta go buy one. What about option three? You could take better lines. I don't like to do that. I just <laughs> like to fuck it. I, look, this, and this is the second time that I've broken a wheel in this way. Of just totally being like, I'm on a fucking downhill bike. I'm going to take downhill bike lines and I'm not. I'm on something that is not made for that kind of thing. And I mean, honestly, my bike felt so good and I felt really good too. Like I wasn't riding. I was I was going fast. I did not feel out of control at all. Like not even a little bit. And that, you know, that trail and right after I pulled off the side of the trail, just to let you know, like I... I was going really fast, but I always, unless I'm in a race, I'm riding in control. I pulled off to the side of the trail when my tire went flat, and five seconds later, two people on horseback came around the corner. So, you know, you, you always have to be watching out for that kind of shit. Mr. Biscuits, the off-leash schnauzer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, people hike up that trail and stuff, so I, you know, it's it's not like I was going an irresponsible speed, but I, I was... People drive Mazda 3s up that trail. <laughs> Did you say? Oh, it was a joke. We, the last time we were up there, we saw that really shitty Mazda three on the road. Oh yeah, yeah. Those people knew what meth tastes like. Yeah, I mean, I was going fast, and I was taking lots of straight lines through the terrain that I could have maybe taken smoother lines through, but I was not being a total dickhead. Um, but yeah. and also sometimes I don't think it's about line choice. I think a lot of it comes down to with. And I guess it, I, I don't know, I don't even, I don't know how to, you know what, I shouldn't have started talking. I, don't, <laughs> I mean, yeah, if, like at in some that point, spot, could I have picked a different line? Yeah, but I was trying to take a line that set me up for like the next turn, and it just happened to be through the rockier part of the trail instead of doing a little zigzag to get around the rockier part of the trail. Yeah, and the last, the first time I put Cushcore on my wheel and I tried running 21 PSI or whatever, I don't know. The internet's like, I run Cushcore at 17 PSI. And I was like, 
mm, I'll try 21, and I immediately pinch flighted my wheel. I don't think it was a line choice thing. I think it was literally just a I hit a rock just wrong. And I was like, well, that doesn't fucking work. Back to 25. <laughs> I'd been running 28 without an insert, and I went to 25 with one. Yeah, I might try an insert and maybe doing like 24, 25. Yeah, I mean, because you broke something. So you don't need to change both variables. You know, you could run the same pressure with an insert, yeah. insert, and you should be in better shape. Yeah. Also, that's a little bit narrower rim, so the Cushcore XC is going to fit that a little bit better. Yeah. Of course, uh, just putting more air in it doesn't weigh appreciably more. Yeah. A measurable amount by our scale. Then it's got more air in it, though. Yeah. I don't know. I'll figure it out. And it would give me a good excuse to put a full-size Cushcore in the back of my stump jumper. Yeah. You should probably do that. I should probably ride that bike. <laughs> I haven't ridden it in a while. I don't know. Maybe Kenny. Kenny, have you ridden your Canevo since the last time I rode my stump jumper? Mm, I haven't ridden the Canevo in a while. A, I've been having too much fun on the moto, and B, I've got a, a bum brake. Again? No, still same bum brake, just leaky piston. I actually did submit it for warranty today, so I'm slowly making progress on that. On a TRP? The old TRP. It's probably... Don't, do you not have extra ones uh i don't have an extra dhr evo got it yeah i guess i could i guess if i had to i could pop that trail evo caliper on there because i think the calipers are the same give it a shot so if i have to i'll do that yeah Uh, but moving on from my broken wheel i next week will be in leadville uh working at the leadville bike shop helping them out just giving them a hand to handle the volume of Leadville 100 mountain bike race racers that come through the shop needing emergency repairs and stuff. So if you are in Leadville, come by the bike shop and say hello. What's um, the bike shop called? Don't try to called? hug me. Leadvelo. Leadvelo. And don't, don't be like that one listener a while back and be a total stranger and just come up and hug me because I don't like that. Led Velo BC Casa. That's what I said, but you shook your head when I said it. It didn't seem right. I don't know. <laughs> so I'll don't try to hug Andrea. Bring her baked goods. Chocolate. No, it's gonna be too hot. You'll need baked goods. Yeah, sure. I do like chocolate baked will goods. be all gooey and my goal is that you'll end up with so many baked goods you'll bring some home to me. Yeah, I'll do that. Or share them with other people in the no, bike shop. Don't share them with fake Kyle. <laughs> So how long oh. is it in the car from your place to, to Leadville? Leadville? Uh, two hours or so? Nah, it's like closer to ninety-five minutes. Okay. It's not quite. It's it's not. It doesn't round up to two hours. Okay. Yeah, but I'll be out there. On a more serious note, today I had my. So on Friday I had an MRI. On today, I had a follow-up. <laughs> had my follow-up doctor's appointment for my neck where I've been having nerve pain in my right arm intermittently, not all the time. I've just had two really bad flare-ups where I've had to go to the orthopedic urgent care and get oral prednisone, and that works really well. And I went to the doctor today, and he showed me some pictures of my neck, and it's basically the exact thing that's wrong with my lower back. I have degenerative discs. I have, which he said um, is more advanced than you would expect to see in someone of my age. And I've got a big old bone spur on one of the vertebrae that is causing stenosis, which is a narrowing of the passageway that the nerve passes through. And it gets irritated and inflamed and causes my right arm to get really fucked up when I lay down. So... For now, I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. Um, He gave me another prescription for oral prednisone that is basically like an emergency with like one refill. He said, I don't, I don't think that you're, um, God, how did he say it? He was a really nice doctor, but you know, like, I know I gripe about this, but like just the American healthcare system, it's like the doctor runs into the room. He's really nice, explains everything. It's like, do you have any questions, any concerns? And it's like, well, I have a fucking lot of questions and concerns, but I, I need to like unpack this a little bit first. And of course, if you're like, could I call you in, you know, 24 hours? No, you can't call and talk to a doctor. They don't let you do that. So, you know, he runs in the room, explains everything. Really nice, really nice dude. Very understanding 
tells me the options, it's like, well, you can do nothing. You can keep doing prednisone when it hurts. You can do physical therapy. You can do um, a cortisone injection into the spine. Or you can do surgery. Are lasers an option? You know, the chiropractor uses How can we use AI to fix this? (laughs) We can use AI to fix everything. So Josephine Exotic is texting me right now asking me if I could make any AI tool, what would it be? So that's why I said AI. Oh, okay. I'm so tired of hearing about AI. I fucking hate it. Oh, don't look at the... Be like Kenny and don't look at the internet. You know what I did just now? I deleted Instagram and Facebook off my phone. Oh, wow. All right. Just... (laughs) Just need to go back to looking at porn like a normal dude. Also, so listener land knows I, too, do not have Instagram or Facebook on my phone. I can, like, you know, clickety-clack to it on the old PC. But, yeah, I just don't want it on my phone. Like, I just try to keep social media off my phone. It's just such a, a waste of time black hole. Dude, you could put a mount on the front of your full face, and you could Instagram while you're riding your Suron. <laughs> <laughs> you could build a, an extender so you can scroll with your tongue. And <laughs> Please stop. I come from... Can I finish what I was saying? Yeah, I come from forum days, which we can go into a whole other tangent, but I don't know. I like the... We don't have time I like for the era forum of forums. Today. They're much more formal. You take time. You can, like, craft a nice post that you could then, like, refer to later. It's always there. You can go back to reference, you know. I always like that kind of stuff. The, uh, like, the ADV rider style stuff where someone would, like... There would be the ongoing story of someone doing their travels or whatever, and that stuff is. I like is Memphis cool. racing scene. Yeah, like just good old school forums, and I spent <laughs> lots of time on forums and and ran a few and all that stuff. But anyway, topic for another day. Social media is off the off the phone. So yeah. what that means is if people are looking for daily updates, like that's not really happening. And then if you like send me messages and stuff, it's uh, a I am ignoring you, and B I'm not actually I don't actually see it. <laughs> So, <laughs> fucking shut it down right here. It's over. No, the whole got, the whole show. We got a bunch of listener questions. Let me finish so we can so get to our listener questions. After Kenny, or does Kenny just not get a turn tonight? Can I finish what I'm doing? I just want a roadmap of what's next. Okay, let me finish and then we'll get going. I was just gonna say again. I know that a lot of you listeners want to. You're you're crafting your nice Instagram message to me right now about your experience with spinal stenosis. I, I appreciate your concern. I, unless you are, I didn't say this last week. If you are a medical professional that says, Hey, did your doctor offer you this? Whatever. If you are a medical professional, physical therapist, chiropractor, if you're offering an informal consult in your field of profession, yeah, that I'm, I would love to hear about if it's something that I can go to Google Scholar and read some articles, um, peer-reviewed stuff, or if you have anything you can send me, I would be happy to talk to you about that. Everyone else, nothing personal, but I would prefer to not get other advice other than for medical professionals. You don't need to hear about how their cousin's My, co- my cousin jumped off the roof, and now he's got a neck fuse, he's, he's fine. Yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, speaking of neck fused, when I raced BMX, there was this kid named Matt uh, that I was buddies with, and his dad's name was Bob, and Bob had a fused spot in his neck, and uh, they had, like, an extended cab F-250, and if Bob, like, if we were, like, cutting up in the back of the truck, and at a stoplight, when Bob turned around to look, he had to rotate his shoulders a bunch and kind of, like, turn in the you seat. Had, you had to keep your mouth in the microphone. It was the most intimidating thing, because you're... I was like 14 years old, and this dude's like 6'3", 235 pounds, <laughs> and he turns around, and he's like, boys, cut it out. And you're like, ah! <laughs> so. All right, Kenny, what you been up to the last week? Uh, just moto. Nothing else exciting, I don't think. I might think of something in a minute. All right. But nothing, nothing groundbreaking, normal stuff. Cool. Yeah. You want to go to listener questions? Do I have any cool stories? Yes. Any cool, crazy things happen? I don't think so. I've been doing more morning rides, like super duper early, like 5 a.m. It's been rainy here, so I've been trying to catch the trails after after the rain where they're not dusty. That's been pretty fun. Rode this morning, actually. And that's it. All right. 
Well, let's get into some listener questions then. We are going to go first to Patreon. And if you want to join our Patreon, you can go to patreon.com slash justwritingalong and join in for as little as $3 per month. We appreciate all of our patrons and all of our listeners. But I mean, you could be real big balling and just throw down like a stack, like a full G a month. There is, you know what? We have an option for $300 a month. You get to host a show with us. We didn't put any kind of stipulation in there. Like you have to do that for more than one month. But I mean, I'd be pretty fucking happy if someone just was like, all right, here's one month of $300. And then I'm dropping down to $3. That'd still count. Sure. Yeah. You can't be fucking weird. Not weirder than me. <laughs> That's like the cutoff. Which one of us is... We need to have this poll on, on Instagram. Which one of us is the most weird? I feel like we're all pretty fucking weird in our own way. But it's like yeah, three totally different ways. But like, I feel like out of the three of us, I'm Kenny's probably the most technically savvy. Yeah, I mean, I think Because he has his hands met... in the bike shop. But he's probably like, I would say in his own way mildly polite but probably doesn't really want to make small talk and bullshit with you all day whereas andrea is just like half fucking feral and she's like <sighs> i mean people i don't look i don't try to be intimidating or mean or anything but i've been told more than a handful of times or matt's been asked does andrea hate me um, or i feel like andrea doesn't like me or Andrea's intimidating, like that kind of stuff. I, I don't try to be, I, I'm just, I, I just am how I am. I cannot have, help it. Have you ever seen that Tumblr account, Toilets with Threatening Auras? <laughs> <laughs> You're like the human version of that. <laughs> so apparently I have a threatening aura and I, I can't help it. Um, I'm really, I look. I know I said don't hug. I just don't want you to hug me. Um, you can definitely come and talk to me. And I'm sorry if I give off a threatening aura. So let's uh, let's get into our listener questions. Hi, guys. My screen name is just a weak attempt to get the racing and training talk going again. I miss when you were all training and talking about cool or shitty races you were at. You can tell me to fuck off in the intro and I won't be hurt. I'm in for 2024 and it would be rad to see you guys there. And their patron name is Team Jerry Leadville 24. Um, I do have a question for Matt. I have a large Epic Evo, and I'm 6'1", but with a 34-inch inseam. It always felt small, and it seems to fit my 5'9 wife better. I've thought about buying the base Evo in XL and swapping, just wondering how it's fitting you. I did just do the retool, dual, the retool deal on the site, and it is saying XL. Any thoughts? So, I'm 6'2". And I think we measured my proper inseam finally, and it's like 35 or 36. I don't remember. That that bike fits me like a glove. So you're a little bit smaller than me. I don't know. It's hard to say. Yeah, you're kind of like right in the middle. You could just try a try a longer stem. Ah, that bike party's like a trail bike, though. It's so yeah, weird. Yeah, but, you know, if you don't want to... Look, if you're just looking to buy another bike, then... Go for I, it. Yeah, go for it. If you're, you know, not looking to buy another bike and you really do want to see if you can make the large work, better for you you know try like a a size or two bigger stem than what it came with and a large might be a little bit big for five foot nine i don't know kenny what size specialized bikes do you ride and you're five ten or no you're like six feet tall aren't you five eleven five eleven yeah i'm six feet on the internet but in real life i'm five ten okay Um, so you're one inch taller than his wife i've got short reach so i've got a 32 I don't, I don't know what my actual measured inseam is, but like anytime I get like a suit or something, I'm pretty sure they're 32 pants. Anyway, I've got a little bit. So my ape index is zero. Yeah. Where I think the average. And you, and you can't. The average like dude is plus up, one. And you can't like touch your knees, can you? No, absolutely. I, know. I can't. I can maybe touch my knees. I definitely can't touch the ground. Okay. Anyway, so I have short reach plus I'm inflexible, which makes it doubly worse. With all that said, in years past, I typically rode mediums, but on newer bikes and also on the Utah terrain that I ride now, I prefer to have a longer wheelbase. So I'm typically riding a normal large these days, and I'm very happy with that with, depends on the bike, uh, usually around a 40 millimeter stem. I... So let's go through some bikes that I've had relatively recently. I had an S3 
stump jumper and it was no i'm sorry it was a medium stump jumper this is before s sizing and that thing was just too it was too small and then i had a size large levo sl which is basically a stump jumper and that thing felt money and now i am on an s3 kenevo sl but the kenevo sl is based on the enduro and the enduro is a freaking monster the wheelbase on it is insane even though i'm on a in theory a smaller bike that s3 kenevo sl has like a one or two inch longer wheelbase 20 to 40 millimeters longer or something insane than my size large levo but what i'm getting at is i should probably know like reach numbers and stuff but i just don't your average size large with a 40 mil stem i am happy on cool yep yeah and the 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 epic evo in a large the reach is only 460 which is only 20 millimeters longer than andrea's spot yeah the spots 440 in a medium yeah yeah like if i bought an epic evo tomorrow it would be a large note at zero doubt yeah and the xl is only 485 so i mean it's big for an xc bike but it's not 505 or anything truly gigantor so yeah Yeah, that's our thoughts uh what's taylor say was that oh, a that question? was just no. This is just other. Um, I hadn't sent someone their their Slack link. Oh, okay. Uh, what's the next one? We're what's gonna start. Oh my God! There's so many. So, Sebastian says. Oh, someone's sending us to the link to the Shiwi. That's uh. Remember when you said peeing in a funnel with a tube off, like if you're in a car tent, a rooftop tent. Yeah. There's a. Basically, I I got a bunch of different links to different female urinary devices. And yeah, those those are out there. I I knew about those. I How think, much does that thing cost, though? I think Matt was talking more about like a. I was thinking I'm, like a a very large funnel. I'm thinking about like going to Napa and getting a funnel and some clear like a hose. Twelve inch, like a twelve inch diameter funnel that you just kind of urinate into. No, I was just thinking more. So you had something to hook like a ten or twelve foot hose on, so you could run it out the tent and like out away from the truck. Yeah, sixteen fifty. I can put that together at the hardware store for like twelve dollars. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, yeah. I I've actually had some of these, and I never, um, I never got confident with not being able to pee on myself with these. So I I don't um, I don't use. Oh one. yeah, I remember that thing lived in the shower for a while. Yeah, like they say, practice in the shower, and I I never I never got good at it. So never used it. All right. What's next? <clears throat> Thanks, Sebastian. Uh, this a- is more of a uh, a comment than a uh, question. This is from Vince. Um, basically, Vince just says that he signed up to be a co-adopter on Foose's Creek, the trail that we talked about a few episodes ago, and to let him know if we see any dangerous trail conditions. Oh, cool. And he says, P.S. Don't hate me because I ride a surly. Looks directly at Matt. I mean... I'm I'm not saying I'm gonna judge you, but everybody else is. Uh, this is from Stefan. So they say, "Hey gang, I ride an Ibis Ripley 120 rear travel with a Fox Float Evol. I've been overheating that puppy on rides like the Cottonwood Tour and the Rainbow Trail. I use this bike for some XC racing, so I really don't want to add a piggyback. But is there any other way to keep that <laughs> that BZ from turning into a pogo stick? Also, what's better, modern Dior brakes or like eight year old XT? Thanks for all the info and the good, good chicken content. So back to Napa and a funnel." What you're going to do is you're going to get one of those water bottles that it's a water bottle cage that attaches with zip ties. And then you're going to get some clear hose and you're going to glue that to a water bottle spout. And you mount the water bottle pointed down on your top tube. And then you get some hose and you zip tie that to your linkage. So when you squeeze the bottle with your knees, water runs out over the shock. Cool sh- and it cools, cools the shock off. All right. And if you want, since it sounds like you're semi-local, I will meet you at the local Ace Hardware <laughs> and help you redneck engineer this if you buy me lunch at High Side later. <laughs> Burger fries and one of them 16-ounce coolers. I'm yours. <laughs> what about those... Uh, like freezer packet things, the kind of the gelatin things that are like semi-flexible. Oh, yeah. You could wrap one of those yeah. around your shock. You could do that. Yeah. 
There you go. I don't know. I mean, you can't have your cake and eat it too. Like, I'm I'm hoping that we're gonna see some since it's such a popular segment now. I, I'm hoping we're gonna see some kind of mini dongle cross country shocks. I hope that's what's next. You know, they're making you know forks are getting burlier in cross country flavors. I'm hoping that shocks follow suit. Like a Sid, well, what would it be? A Super Sid Lux, a Sid Super Deluxe, Super Deluxe World Cup. Super Deluxe World Cup. Yeah, we, we have go. to go through all the names, so SRAM has to think of something else, just like we did with... Stan Day's just pounding his fist <laughs> on his desk like a week from now. Those uh, son of a bitches did it again! <laughs> with Eagle Tap and... Uh, uh, Pike two, World Cup. 2-7 Moto. Pike World Cup. Yep, Pike World Cup. So, yeah, we're going to see a Sid Super Deluxe World Cup, something like that. Uh, and what's better, modern Dior brakes or, like, eight-year-old XT? Buy something that doesn't have a, a, a brake point that wanders as much as as much as a Salida local during Fibark leaving Benson's at 2 a.m. I would say <laughs> that all the Shimano brakes over the past... 15 years all feel the same which is good the problem is you can't let them get old because if they get old they break yeah so the best shimano break is one with a warranty yeah the best shimano break is the one that's less than a year old and if you enjoy the chicken content we are processing chickens this weekend not all of them but probably half of them i have some meat birds in the freezer uh, so this is from rob oh my god he has written us a book he's a large person all right let's go Scroll up. I need to read the top. Hi, love the show. You guys make the commute flyby. Have a bike sizing question. I'm 6'3 with a 36 plus inch inseam, but my wingspan is 6 foot 9. Good God. You read that. My ape index is plus 6. That puts me in a crazy percentile. My ape index as a ratio is higher than Shaquille O'Neal's. My torso, on the other hand, is quite short. My wife and I see eye to eye when sitting down, and she's five foot four. This man, the doctor drug him out of his mama by his arms. Uh, I'm looking at getting a new bike and trying to figure out how to think about fit. My preferred riding style is hard tech and enduro descent through rough stuff in New England. I almost exclusively pedal up, but I'm in it for the downhills. My current bike is an XL Polygon Siskiyou T8. was my first modern full suspension bike and has served me well, but at this point, I'm definitely underbiked for the riding I do. I'm looking for something that would be well-built and can take a beating for 150 to 160 of travel. Shorter travel enduro or longer travel trail seems to be like a good fit. High tower, Ritmo, Stump Jumper Evo, Transition Sentinel, probably looking at a used bike based on my budget. If you're looking at those bikes, Stump Jumper Evos are on sale like a motherfucker right now. So, it's hard to beat that. How should I think about fitting a bike? Short torso equals short reach, but long arm equals long reach. For my riding style, I like a tall stack, but that also makes it hard to climb. I demoed a double XL Hightower, and it felt good, but also hard to manual and throw around. That was the first bike where I didn't have to fully extend the seat post to the max. Any tips here? What are the key geometries? Thoughts on modifications for a better fit for this great ape? Thanks, Rob. I think that if... I would love to pull up the geometry. I would love to be on the phone with you and have this conversation like truly as like a back and forth. I would love to compare the geometry of what you currently have to what you're looking at. Understand that those longer travel bikes, like the High Tower or the Mega Tower, whatever you rode, um, High Tower. But like, it's gonna have a longer chainstay. You know, my Stump Jumper Evo does not manual or wheelie well. You point that thing downhill and it fucking rips because it has a longer wheelbase because it has long chainstays. I think that, and I mean this. I'm trying to be kind, but like, your your body's kind of weird. Like, <laughs> and it's gonna be. It, it's not just like your ape index has a threatening aura. It does. You've got an ape index. That's the name of this show. Should be threatening auras. Um, your ape index is just so out of whack that we, as like the average person, I think, are going to struggle to tell you what's good. I think we just need to look at what you're riding compared to what you're thinking about riding and have a, a candid discussion of like, okay, this has a little bit higher stack. Okay, this has a shorter stack. It's off the list. This has a shorter stack. It's off the list. This has a considerably longer reach. Might not be good for you because we know we have a known thing that works now. Um, that's just my 
my two cents. Yeah, I think trying stuff out is going to be pretty important. I mean, most people that are 6'3 are going to be on XLs and double XLs. So, you know, yeah, it's it's just going to be test writing stuff and just see what feels good. I mean, I'm, I don't want to say similar proportions because I definitely don't have an ape index like that. But that's, I mean, I write a medium. Some people that are 5'6 write a small. Some people, I write a, I'm 5'6 and I write a medium in most things. And it's because I have pretty long arms. I mean, definitely not the ape index you have, but they make up for, you know, what I like in torso height. So, yeah, I mean, you might, I think the XXLs are going to be your jam, but I think riding stuff is going to be it. And yeah, those bigger, longer travel bikes, I think. I don't know if any of them are going to be super easy to manual and throw around unless they are mullet. Dedicated mullet. Yeah, dedicated mullet. Not like you can run it mullet if you want. This bike was built around a 27.5 rear wheel. Or is mullet te- te- uh, technically 27.5 plus? No, it's 27.5. 27 okay. But like you can mullet my stump jumper. Changing the rear link doesn't magically make the rear chainstay shorter. Yeah, the link actually retains all the the geo numbers don't change when you swap the link and the rear wheel. Yeah, so that might be what you want as an extra extra large in some kind of a mullet, like a fifty ten. Sure, I think that's all mullet now, or is the Bronson all mullet now? Who cares? I don't know. How long have we been recording? Forever. Let's do. No, we got time. We. I said. I was gonna say. Let's do one more. Uh, so Brad says. Brad wrote a book also. <laughs> hey, guys. I'm 66 years old, 200 pounds, and I have a 2021 Trek Top Fuel with carbon wheels, and I've broken three spokes in the last four weeks, two at the nipples and one at the hub. The biking wheels have 3,300 miles on them. I also have a, check, a Trek Checkpoint SL5 with aluminum wheels and 2,500 miles on it, and I broke a spoke on it also at the nipple. All spokes break while climbing a hill. All were rear wheels. I hate the carbon wheel set on my top fuel because it's impossible for me to remove the tire without using a vice in my basement, so you're never going to repair it on the trail, and almost impossible for me to install a new tire. I have an aluminum specialized wheel set, which I use for winter studded tires, but I guess I'll be using that on the bike for a while. It is easy to put tires on and off their specialized rim. So, my question is, given my weight, and although I'm heavy, I think I'm pretty light on the bike going downhill, what would be a good mountain bike? What would be a good mountain bike and good gravel bike wheel sets to get that are easy to install tires on, lightweight, and have a lot of hub engagement, at least for the mountain wheels? I don't want to have either wheel set rebuilt. Thanks, Brad. Kenny, wheels. You want to take it away? Hmm. Well, Kenny's going to suggest all the specialized stuff, which has I mean, DT yes hubs, no. which is not a lot of engagement. The I mean, the specialized wheels don't have like magical spokes or anything like that and they're also lower spoke count what you're going to find is almost every carbon wheel is going to be a 28 hole wheel i'm not saying that a 32 wheel is going to magically solve your problems or anything but it sounds like you've been having these issues it you might just have to get whatever spoke count you have now i'd go plus four i think that will only help things um does he mention what he has right now? Uh, well, it's just the stock wheels. Yeah, the, I, the, the, the... And and by the way, I've had a set of Bontrager carbon wheels, and yeah, those things were fucking terrible to mount tires on. And I remember I tried to put a double down on my rear wheel because I pinch flatted twice. Yeah, and and I'd never pinch flatted wheels before, and or tires, and I pinch flatted twice on this set, and. So I put a double down tire on there and the fucking thing blew off the rim at, at like, like one in the morning. Yeah. And it scared the shit out of me because it was really fucking hot in the house. So I was actually sleeping on the floor in the room where the bike was and the rear tire exploded. And I literally just like I was wide awake and I just didn't move because I thought someone was shooting into my house. I was like, just play dead. Just fucking play dead. Don't move. They got you. Just lay there like they got you. <laughs> That was what was going through my mind when this happened. So, yeah, those wheels do kind of suck. What about some reserve wheels? Yeah. yeah. I mean, and if you want lots of engagement, um, Industry 9 Hubs is where it's at. I think they spe- sell the reserve wheels with a 101 hub option. Maybe the new i9s. They make those in 32 with the aluminum spokies. Yeah. 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 Did people break those things? The actual spokes? 
Only when they smash them into something. Yeah, if you have a rock pinball its way through there, I, that's the only way I ever broke one of those spokes. So the, the cool like thing a, about that... physical object. There's no nipple to break, right? Yeah, right. I mean, technically, yes, but functionally, no. I mean, breaking a nipple is breaking the head off of the... The, yeah, the retaining yeah. head off, and there's still a retaining head. So, although I also want to ask this question, maybe he can clarify. When you say broken nip, is it like an alloy nip, and the actual like nip is disintegrated, and like the shoulder of it broke off, or are you saying that the spoke he, broke at the nipple, like basically where yeah, the threads he's, are? Yeah, he says he's broken on his mountain bike wheel set two at the nipple and one at the hub. Okay, so I'm assuming the spoke itself is breaking. I have a few questions. It could be just a poor build where the spoke tension is too low. So that's possible. And maybe see if you can figure out what brand spokes are on there. Uh, I'm super I'm super anti-SAPEM. So I'm curious if they're SAPEM spokes. Typically, the SAPEM has like SAPEM etched in... The spoke usually right there at the straight pole or J-bend part, like on the actual shaft of the spoke don't itself. They, don't they have an S on the... Uh, no, they're blank. Okay. So SAPEM are blank on the, I don't know what you call that, the actual like... The face of the head. The face of the head, there you go, of the J-bend or the straight pole part. It's completely blank on a SAPEM and a DT will have a little fancy DT printed into it. So I'm curious what they are. Because maybe right, you so just need a competent rebuild with brass nips and DT spokes. This, this man said he didn't want to rebuild it. Remember, he's using a vice to take his tire off. Well, that, oh, okay. So well, get get out his... of that wheel set anyway. Yeah, the mountain bike wheel set. Get a new wheel set. And I, I would go for the Reserve 30 SLs. They're still just 28 hole, but they're fairly... They're going to be comparable weight to what you have. You can get them with a Hydra. They are going to use a traditional tape, not that whole rim strip insert thing that, I mean, it works great on Bontrager wheels, but yeah, God, for, I cut wheels off, or I cut tires off my personal road wheels once. It can be a pain. Um, yeah, I would go with uh, the Reserve 30 SLs for your riding. Yeah, I mean, really any wheels that say that they're made for trail bikes in your, what's a top fuel of that year is it a one? It's a rear? it's a one twenty one twenty bike, but the the reserves you can get them nineteen hundred with hydras. No, okay, that's hard to beat. Yeah, yeah. So get any get high industry nine hydra hubs if you got the cash for it. Get the one of one hubs if you don't. Get any rims that are yeah that are for someone of your size and riding style. You know, I don't think you need an enduro rim. I think it, just any trail rim would do. Whatever you feel like buying. Because pretty much everything is better than those Bontrager mountain bike rims. Uh, on your checkpoint, I think what Kenny said, that maybe it's a poor build quality. I think, you know, maybe switch out. Take it to someone who's a good wheel builder. Uh, go see Kenny. He's really good at building wheels. Nope. <laughs> nope. You're going to order industry or reserve 25 GRs. They come in I-9 Torch. You can get those. They're uh, 1,385 grams with torch hubs. No, 1,358, sorry. 25 internal, recommended for tire sizes from 30 to 50. And uh, yeah, I don't know what else you want out of a wheel set. So yeah, spend $4,000 on reserve wheels. Yeah, I think that if you don't have $4,000, I think that you could get the SL5 aluminum wheel set just rebuilt mm -mm. by a competent wheel builder. Uh, mm -mm. Maybe with DT spokes if they're not DT spokes. Nah. <laughs> My man, 66 years old, riding two carbon bikes, using a vice to take his wheels off. Run that credit card. Feel good about it. <laughs> All right. We've got one more question, and this one is not really answerable because we're going to have totally different answers. Michael Myers. I think that's their real name. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe their parents are a horror movie buffs looking for y'all's opinion on a dedicated xc single speed that'll see some local xco racing down here in new mexico and get out on the trails a couple times a week as a compliment to my carpet fiber dual suspension i'm vacillating <laughs> between a spot rocker and an esker jaffe tie thanks michael michael i think matt and i feel equally strong about our opinions about our single speeds that we have me having the spot rocker and him having the jaffe he has it in steel, but I'm sure Ty is 
just as wonderful. I love my spot rocker. Matt did not love his spot rocker. Not at all. I don't like metal bikes because they're fucking heavy. So, I mean, not that the Jaffe would be a bad riding bike. I'm sure it rides great. But I would always go with carbon over metal if I was going to do any kind of racing and had the choice of materials. And I've taken the rocker down, not Silver Creek, but Starvation Creek, which is another trail off of Monarch Crest that is not quite as rowdy. Extreme. Yeah, not quite as rowdy as as Silver Creek. But um, I took the rocker down that single speed once, and that was definitely not my slowest time down that trail. So that thing can fucking go off-road or downhill or whatever. Um, it's, It's a great bike. Breaking news, mountain bike can go off-road. <laughs> I, mean, I I thought that bike rode like a pile of plywood. I don't know how else to describe it. I just I thought I liked it. I had the envy effect. I wanted to like it, and I just I just couldn't. It was just a little too stiff. It was like a little stiff. The chainstay was a little long. The bike just didn't, just didn't feel good. I don't know how else to put it. I, I think it just fucking slaps. And I like it because... My favorite hardtail I ever had before before the Spot Rocker in carbon was the Niner Air 9 Carbon in the Gen 1. The one with the giant square tubes. And everyone was like, ah, oh, this bike is so fucking stiff. Like, it, it did ride like a piece of plywood. Uh, but that was my favorite bike. And the Rocker is like a very updated version of that bike that is slightly more forgiving in the uh, stiffness department, but still a very capable bike for cross-country racing. So that's that would be my suggestion. Matt's going to say the Jaffe because he loves his Jaffe, right? I mean, yeah. And if you ever take a trip to Denver, I mean, Spot has, uh, they have demos at their store. And I'm sure Esker might do a demo somewhere in New Mexico at some point. So check out, you know. Or just email Parker at Esker Cycles and uh, ask him about the Jaffe tie. Bet he'd love to get you set up on one. (laughs) Not only would you be buying a great bike, you'd be supporting a brand that supports the show, that employs people that support the show. That is true. I've only ever given spot money. They have never given us any money. (laughs) So that's it. Shut it down. All right. Yeah, that's... We we have some questions in patron slack, but it's been a long time. We'll save those for next week. It really hasn't been that long. This is like a normal length show. Kenny, do you have anything else that you uh, want to get off your chest? Uh, I don't think so. We got in a bunch of the GX axis, or sorry, I should be more specific. <laughs> the transmission. <laughs> it seems really neat. I haven't ridden it yet, so I need to report back. I should probably put it on my bike, but at the same time, you know, I should probably ride my bike before I put really nice stuff on it and spend a bunch of money on it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> my old GX clickety clackety old school stuff works fine for now, but maybe in the future if I put some, if I get back into riding bikes again, maybe I'll get it. But my take on it is at least just having it in my hand and like looking at the kit and everything. It's pretty neat. SRAM is just, just, I don't know how to describe it. They are just at this pace of like, make it better, make it better, make it better. It's pretty cool. And other people better watch out. I'm not saying that there might be some problem down the line that we don't realize with the GX transmission or any of the transmission. But the feeling I get is like, damn, it's just, um, to me, SRAM is feeling more and more like a specialized of the world. They just aren't missing a lot lately. Everything is thought out. It's so dialed. This motherfucker just don't miss. <laughs> it's crazy. So lots of little things about it where the battery goes in. It's like tucked away a lot better. You can zip off that derailleur cage. Um, not that that's any different than the rest of the transmission, but it's just freaking cool. Like it comes in the box already kind of half unscrewed to make it the packaging smaller. So I guess you could also swap out the cage if you really wanted to. I don't know if that's really worth the effort, but you could do it if you wanted to. It just seems pretty cool. And a thousand bucks? Thousand bucks. It's yours. Cranks the whole nine yards. It's insane. That's like a pretty yeah. good deal. Don't get me wrong, a thousand dollars is a lot of dollars, but kinda not really for nice mountain bike stuff. So 
like a thousand dollars buys you a really nice fork or a thousand dollars buys you your entire drivetrain. It's pretty neat. Shit, thousand dollars buys you half the new boxer. Don't even you get <laughs> it's a tooth it's a nineteen hundred dollar retail fork. We well, didn't cool. talk about new Sid. You can buy it in like four stages. Buy the lowers and then you can buy each stanchion and then you buy your triples. <laughs> Where do you get the damper and the air shaft? They come in the stanchions. Wait. Yeah, oh, with okay. each stanchion. Yeah, yeah. Buy your air side and then buy your <laughs> and then buy your damper side stanchion. One piece at a time. Johnny Cash wrote a, to- a song about that. <laughs> yeah, his shit didn't work that well. Uh, the title weighed sixty two pounds. That's how my that's, that's right how point. my Olin's was. The Olin's was like, oh cool. You want to pay twenty two hundred dollars or something for some forks? Uh, cool, go for it. Oh yeah, to ride them you need triples. They're four hundred dollars. <laughs> Yeah, it was crazy. We didn't talk about the new Sid. Yeah, because oh. this was just a uh, listener question show. Did we talk about the boxer on the previous show? Yeah, we did. Did we? But didn't they uh-huh. come out at the same time? No. Oh. Uh, the new Sid, it's darker blue than the old Sid. Good night. <laughs> no. No. The Bike Rumor article, there is a very production-ready looking zip wheel in that oh. in that oh. XC fork. Oh. I can only get so hard. I counted it as 24 spoke. I got to look at it. I didn't actually pay that much attention. I wonder if it's going to be a more like XC version of a uh, Moda. I don't even care at this point. I just want it. (laughs) It is weird if you think about it. When I know people like the, is it 3-0 Moto? Is that how you say them? Yes. So the Moto wheels, I know there's like a niche group of people who like them, but they're kind of, you know, they're heavy. They're kind of weird. It's just, it's strange to me, as little as SRAM misses these days, I'm so surprised that they don't have baller ass wheels because they could probably own that motherfucker if they wanted to. And maybe that's what oh, they're going to Yeah, this wheel says zip high top, like H-I-T-O-P. And it does not look like the Moto style wheel at all. Hmm. It's got... An actual like depth it looks to like it. a a true like 101 or like an NVG 23. When I say 101, I mean like the alloy 101. That's the wheel that they never made for road bikes that I really wish they would have too. Or like an NV 22. It's just like a super shallow looking wheel. It's a but it's a traditional construction looking thing. But yeah. the two places where SRAM has been missing, well, I think there's three. Oh, hold on. Uh, pedals, wheels. No. and motors. So this wheel does have, so the tire whiz for a 3.0 moto has a big flat piece that sits against the rim. In this photo, this wheel has a big flat tire. It has like a 3.0 moto tire whiz on it. You, They make the tire whiz and the rim. You think they couldn't make a new shim to go between the two? Well, no, they could use a standard tire, unless they've just changed tire whiz to not be like the kind of awkward floppy coin cell battery sized thing i don't know but this is definitely the tire whiz that would have gone on a three zero moto what what do you think they're missing kenny i'm saying they're missing three categories that i can think of off the top of my head pedals wheels and motors what about time they have time pedals yeah i mean just buying another company that made mediocre pedals is not the answer yeah but time pedals are just like the three zero moto rims people love them or don't they're, they're either fully on the radar, they're bought in, yeah, or they're Yeah, why don't not. they just make the best ones themselves? <laughs> what are they going to do? Just make a look knockoff? Like, what's left? I don't know. Just make do, a Shimano pedal. Do something cool. Yeah, on it. Make it have used Shimano cleats or some shit. I don't know. I don't care. But just make it better than Shimano's. Like, for the longest time, nobody can make a derailleur better than a Shimano. And then SRAM did. So, I don't know. SRAM, just make a better pedal. I don't know. It's it's tough though. Like getting people to change a derailleur is, I think, more difficult than getting someone to change their pedal because most, well, a lot of people who ride bikes have more than one bike. So it's a very large monetary investment to go all new pedals. No, that's true. But I mean, it's just this slow thing where you, you make the best pedal out there in every way and then eventually everybody runs them. Like it's real simple. It's like, you know, step one, collect underpants step two (laughs) and step three is profit so just make the best pedals and then everyone's gonna run your pedals all right um well do we want to uh we didn't really talk about the sid but that's okay well 
we can talk about it it's got week. i mean it seems to be basically better in every way than the old one just like everything that's new there you just go better your old one sucks now are we ready to shut it down Yep. Kenny, you ready to shut it down? Shut her down. All right, good. I was hoping you could say that so I would know what to say next. Um, all right, everyone. Thank you all for listening and good night. Thanks for tuning in to the Just Riding Along Show. There's some shit coming out of here.